2: Hello and welcome to the program Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Kiva Blakesley. And boy, do we have a wonderful show for you today. We're talking about a lot of great films Long Way North, I Am Not Your Negro, The Founder, Split, The Space Between Us, and also talking about the play Joe Turner's Come and Gone. Right now, we have a special guest with us. We're going to be talking to an actor from Growing Up with the Smiths, Growing Up a Smith. It is a wonderful coming of age film. We have the main actor in this film, Roni Akurati. Thank you so much, Roni, for being part of the show. Thank you. So um, this film takes place in the 1970s and it's about an Indian family who goes into American suburbia. So um, as an actor, like, how did you relate to this character and how did it help you as an actor be in this role?
3: Um, well, the, um, the character of Smith, it was really relatable because many uh, scenes in the film, they're very similar to uh, my real life some of the scenes, so those parts were really easy. The stuff that was new, that was kind of challenging, was actually it being set in 1979, how the Indian culture was in 1979, because I didn't really know anything about that time period, so that was probably the hardest thing I had to learn, and Anjal, who plays my father in the film, he uh, helped me because he was in America during that time, and he wrote the film also, so many of the instances in the film actually happened to him, so he kind of helped me understand uh, what to do and how uh, Smith was like.
2: How was that dynamic working with um, Al Drew? Um Since he's not only the writer, but also the producer and actor, like talking about, like performing with him and trying to collaborate because, I mean, 1970s for like kids back then was like Star Wars and that kind of stuff. So um, tell me about that.
3: Yeah, definitely. Like Star Wars and uh, Happy Days and stuff like that. Uh, and I really only Star Wars was the only thing I knew out of that stuff. So, all the other stuff, uh, um, when we were driving up, because this was filmed in upstate New York. So, we had a three-hour drive up from the New York airport. So, um, that entire car ride, he was just telling us about uh, these uh, things that happened to him in 79 and around that time period and how it's presented in the film.
2: And uh, what do you want audiences to gain from this film?
3: I feel like audiences, after they see this film, they'll think it's a really great film and they'll relate to it a lot. I think any, especially immigrants, it doesn't even have to be necessarily Indian immigrants. Any immigrants from any country can really relate to this film. And I feel like many people are going to relate to this film.
2: Certainly. Um, so do you remember when you any comment while filming this movie that um, was particularly the most memorable while filming it?
3: Well, I remember there's this one scene that takes place at, um, at night in the graveyard and that, well, actually, the entire, all the scenes that take place in, uh, on Halloween night, it's uh, very uh, memorable. Um, they're really funny scenes when you see them on uh, um, the screen and also when filming them, it was also kind of hard for me to film them because the costume that I'm wearing, which is a great costume, it's a hilarious costume, costume that I wear for Halloween you can barely see through it and you can't really see where you're walking especially when it's at night so it's a really funny uh part of the film
2: I bet it is I mean I saw the trailer for this and I clearly can't wait to check it out um but it's a really adorable coming of age film that I feel like a lot of people can relate to not only um for the heritage but like just basically just growing up so um um one of the actors in the is very funny comedian, in my opinion, I really enjoy him. Um, Jason Lee, we work alongside with him. Tell us about like working with him.
3: Yeah, Jason Lee is a great actor. I've seen him in uh, many films, and uh, he was a really great guy too. He was really friendly. He gave me some tips, and uh, overall, just working with him it was a great experience.
2: Yeah, I loved him in some of his films, and like my name is my name is Earl. Really funny guy. I really enjoy his work. So. What would you say was you mentioned like one more challenging part was trying to get into this character in like in 1979 trying to understand that time period. But like, what about like personally? Did you, um what was more of the challenging parts?
3: Um, there were also ch- some challenging parts with Smith and uh, also his uh, background and his dynamic with his parents. Because um, for me, I relate to it just a little bit. Um, you know, with my parents, but. Smith's parents is on a whole nother level. Like with my parents, it might be, oh, you have to come to this um, Indian uh, thing that we're doing, and you have to come, and then I'll be like, oh, I don't want to. But um, it's it's basically that kind of dynamic, except on a big, much bigger scale. Like at the beginning of the film, uh, Smith's father was like, you will marry this girl. So it's like it's on a much bigger scale.
2: Wow. Well, well, I gotta say that I'm. It was really happy talking to you, and I wish I could talk to you more about this wonderful film, but. But uh, for everybody listening if you want to go check out this film please do it's an adorable film so so thank you so much Ronnie for talking to us thank you this film is out in theaters um, nationally February 3rd so please go check it out great time you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm your host, Keeper Blakesley, and this show is sponsored by Little Prince Plan of Snake. We just got done talking to Roni Akarati from the movie Growing Up a Smith. We're going to switch over to a segment with our very own Shelby Renee, who is in the play Joe Turner's Come and Gone. She plays Zoni. Thank you for being on the show. Our very own. Thank you. So this is an amazing play. By, by, uh, this is an amazing play. So tell me about what it is and uh, who you play in it.
4: Okay. Um, well, this show, uh Turner, Come and Gone, it's the second of August Wilson's plays. He has 10 of them, and it takes place in 1911. Um, it's about this man who was illegally enslaved for seven years, and uh, now he finds his daughter, which that's me, Zonia, mm-hmm. and he goes on this incredible journey trying to find um, his wife. And on his journey, he stumbles upon um, a whole bunch of other people that are trying to find their identities. So it's it's a really interesting story. There's there's lots of biblical references. There's um, there's a lot of history, and uh, it's it's interesting to see how everything ends up in the end.
2: Definitely. Now, our show we mostly talk about television and te- television and movies, but this is a totally different platform, it's stage, and stage is uh, totally different from any sort of movie, and we've been talking about a lot of stage productions lately with the newly released Fences, which is based off the, based off the play of the same name, so um, tell us curious little bit about uh, performing for stage and how it's different in, in telling stories, in, in, your, in your opinion.
4: Wow, um, because I do both film and theater, it's it's a lot of work. Um, I don't think one is harder than the other. I believe that theater, there's definitely an intensity of creating the the same moments on stage every single night. And with Mm -hmm. film, um, it's a little bit different because you don't really have, you know, weeks of rehearsal to discover a character. You have maybe like two days and then you go on, you have like a 30 minute rehearsal and then you have to shoot and you do that same scene for four hours. So it's, you know, it's really, it's both a challenge and it's exciting. And um, I guess for theater, I love being able to be in the show because I get to keep discovering new things every night about the character, about the show, and um, and the more and more I do it, the more I understand what August Wilson was trying to um, convey through his play and try to teach his audience.
2: Certainly, and I I love stage. It was a master of stage because. No show is the same. Movies are pretty much immortalized once they're made, and they see and they're pretty much pretty much the same. But with a stage production, I mean, I I went in to go see. Um, I mean, cabaret. I saw cab. I've seen several cabaret productions, and none of them are the same. They are different with the not only with different performers, but the way it's portrayed, the way it's it's sung, the way it's performed, and even the audience I see it with. It makes the experience so much different and genuine. That's what's great about stage. So, um, tell us a bit about uh, what were some of the things you've learned while playing Zoni? Not only from an acting standpoint, but even more of a historical standpoint? Wow, um,
4: that's a really good question. Um, I would say, I guess, being an African American and also being in this play, I learned a lot about um, my ancestors. And um, I've had a an interesting perspective on the reconstruction, uh, reconstruction era. And What was going on then you know um my my character Zonia, she's she's 11 years old and she has no idea what slavery is she has no idea what happened in our country she has no idea about abraham lincoln and you know all that so there's there's definitely an innocence and um i think i just have a greater understanding of what our history and what our history was and how far we've we've come and just I think that being in the show, I realized how important history is and how we need to really understand because um, there's a lot of things that we can learn from our past mistakes.
2: Definitely, I've been we've been studying a lot in literature lately about civilization and how we kind of go through the same pitfalls and breakthroughs. And as multiple de- generations, we all have our birth, our our peaks, our growth, our declines, our fall. And it kind of shows, I mean, the saying history repeats itself is incredibly true. And how we look back in how plays, movies, and television kind of immortalize that. We show these stories that have been done, That um, these stories of our history, and how it can be, we can change our society and how we can learn from our history. So, um, Shelby, one last question. Um, where can people actually go see this and... Um, What would you say is the most fulfilling part of this whole experience?
4: Um, Well, the show, it's at American Stage in St. Petersburg, Florida. Um, The most fulfilling part of this, um, I don't know, I guess. I wish I was an audience member to see how everything clicks together. Um, We have an incredible crew and costume design. And I think it's just interesting to, you know, be in 2017 and to go back and be able to really just analyze and really think deeper about our past. I think that's the coolest thing about seeing this whole entire show.
2: Especially in this day and age right now, we definitely need more shows and more, entertainment to really show the meaning of acceptance and i truly believe in that and this show sounds absolutely amazing but anybody who wants to go read the book and also um read the playwright by august wilson but also go check out the show whenever you can thank you so much for talking about it and break a leg thank you you're listening. To, let's take a break. You're listening to Kids First: Coming Attractions, and I'm your host, Keeper Blakesley. This show is sponsored by Little, the Little Prince Planet of Snake.
5: We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Become our friend on Facebook. Post on our wall your thoughts about our shows and network. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America.
1: You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Channel. Shh, turn off your phone. Another movie review is coming up.
2: Hello and welcome back to the program. Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm your host, as always, Keeper Blakesling. We have a lot of people here from Florida, Maria and Alejandra from Miami. And we have Mia from Boulder, Colorado, who is 13, talking about A Dog's Purpose. So thank you, all three of you, for being here. So um, how about Maria? How about you tell us about what the film is about and what are your thoughts on it?
6: Okay, the film is a charming, appealing film. Um, basically, it's about a dog trying to find his purpose in life and trying to find his calling, his mission. Like, why is he on Earth here? So he, so basically, he will come back to Earth s- several times in the, the amount of about five decades. So you will get to see him, let's say, in the 80s. In the 70s and everything. And basically every time that he comes back, he's with a new owner. And also he's a different breed. So basically, yeah. So basically it's like it goes over and over
2: again of him experiencing life with that new owner. What made this film interesting to me is I truly believe in like a past life. Like I believe that we all came from different lives. Because there's some people in, in, in life that are just like this young those younger kids who you swear they're not from this time period, they're from a different period. So I truly believe in that. I think this film is really, it's fascinating to see that this dog goes through many different lives and reincarnations. And let me So um So, Alejandra, what did you find most unique about this film? What I
7: found most unique was the transition they did be, like in between the lives. Because the the dog reincarnated several times from the 1970s to the 2000s. And the transition and how they connected each life was very unique to me. And it was very amazing. I, I like that part.
2: I just feel like the directors just wanted to work with a lot of dogs. So they just got, they said, you know what? We're going to make a movie where there's so many of them. But uh, it sounds fascinating. It sounds like the, the writing.
7: <laughs> now, I mean, technically, so, it was one dog. Technically, it was, it was one, one dog. dog. But, like, it was one personality. So
2: That's true. Um, So, um, going off of that, Alejandra, so, uh, how did the writing go for this film? So, like, um, was it very cohesive? Did it just, like, flow very well? And, yeah.
7: No, in my opinion, it flew very well. Like, taking in consideration that there were several lives, and as you said, like, different dogs, but the same personality, it, it was very fluent. I really think that, I mean, it's very confusing at first, but at the end of the movie, you kind of... Put everything together and actually understand the purpose of it. So I, I think they did a really good job connecting all of those lives.
2: And uh, Mia, what did you um, tell me about? Like, what do you think of the characters and anything particular you want to mention about the film? Well,
8: I especially liked Josh Gad, who voiced the main dog. I also thought it was very creative how the. Uh, the personality of the first dog, Bailey transformed into all the other dogs because his personality was the same, even though he looked totally different.
2: I was just talking about Josh Gad with a friend of mine. We find him, i He's hilarious. He's a wonderful stage performer. Book of Mormon is one of my favorite performances he's been in, and then you have him in, of course, Frozen and many other great hilarious. He's a hilarious actor and um, great voiceover actor. So it's great to see him in this movie. Um, so um, Mia, what would you say about the kind of the message in this film? Because it, it seems like a very, um, for lack of a better word, a kind of a spiritual kind of film about one's purpose. So um, tell us about that.
8: Yeah. So um, I think the message moral or theme is like to enjoy life and be in the moment and um, take for granted on what you have because like and his purpose in life was it was like he was trying to figure out what his purpose was and I think one of the main morals was to you know always again be in the moment and to enjoy what you have because you don't know what's going to happen next.
2: Now see I think some people kind of groan at that kind of theme I'm not saying I am but I feel like that. It's a very important message to just stop and just sniff the roses, and I love movies about that. Just enjoy life. It sounds like a cliche, but it's sadly not many people do it. So, um, Maria, can you tell us your your the age range for this film?
6: Okay, personally, I feel like the age range for this film is mostly for um, kids. I feel like kids will truly. Really like this film, and also for teenagers. So I'll see between the ages of six to eighteen. But yeah, I feel like since it is a film about dogs, and your dogs is like um are very are, are like a likable pet. I feel like adults and especially young adults will also enjoy this film. But I personally recommend it to kids between ages six to eight, 18.
2: And Alejandro, well, how many stars would give this film?
7: I would. I mean, as Raya said, I think that the movie is well rounded. I think it's between like seven or eight until like teenage years. It's a very like everyone could everyone could watch it. Honestly, five I, five stars. I rated five
2: stars. <laughs> I was like, we're missing something there. Well, fantastic. Well, I <laughs> yeah and uh it sounds like a great film so um please go check it out it's in theaters now so yeah go check it out uh you're listening to Kids first coming attractions i'm your host keeper blaze and we have a lot of films to talk about we're talking about i am not your negro the founder split the space between us and right now we're going to be switching over the segment to alejandra she's back with a friend of ours natalie they're both from florida miami she's also 14. jeez miami's taking over but we're happy to have you on the show, YouTube. So um we, were talk- we talked about Long Way North on the show previously. And it's this wonderful French-Danish... Danish films have been really coming out lately. It's been first Long Way North and then Red Turtle. Got a lot of good animated pictures out here. So, um Natalie, tell us a bit about what it is. Actually, no. Sorry, we're going to skip that because we've heard about it before. Um Just tell us about what, what you thought about the film. I
9: thought the film was very cool. I thought it was a little slow... Face that first, I had trouble like getting really into it and like understanding it, but eventually I got into it and like it touched my heart because like it's it's amazing to have such a close connection to your family and your grandparents. So to see that she tried so hard to get, get there and like get closer to him again was inspiring to me. <laughs>
2: Definitely. And again, i get Going back to it, it's like it's this is uh, we talked about this film before, but it's a very the main character is like a strong woman character, a female protagonist who's going on adventures and going out. Especially since this is like a piece. This is like in the 1800s. And it's following that, which is fantastic. And also it's hand drawn animations, um, which is always a, a warm welcome with hand drawn animation. Because it's a dying art, I think. Uh, Alejandra. So tell us a bit about the animation.
7: Well, I think Long Way North was a very inspiring movie, To No, it was a very inspiring movie, but the animations were... They were very unique. Like, you don't see those animations in any animated movie, honestly. And they were very simple. Like, they didn't have much details. They were very simple, but they were cute. I really liked them.
2: But Definitely. Not many hand-drawn animation films are out nowadays, but it's great because it kind of fits the period because it's almost like a painting, like an 18th century painting, which fits the... Yes, it was. So tell us a bit about. Um, I'm going to go to you, Natalie. About um, what made this film unique from a storytelling aspect. Like, what? How did it execute its story? To you, and why did you think? What did you think of it?
9: Well, um, I have to say, it touched my heart. Like the family meaning type of thing. Um, she went like she tried like she did so much for this one special person in her life, which and like she tried her very best. She did everything. So she got, like, she got her answers, although it wasn't the answer she really hoped for, and like she struggled through all of that just to just to get that one person
2: she loved. Definitely, and I feel like animation is a very powerful outlet for telling stories. It's it's truly, I truly have a passion for it. I think it's absolutely amazing for people to create these um these people and these motions through the art of painting or. Coloring a drawing—it's just like it's—it's it's mind totally mind-boggling. So, um, uh, Alejandra, how many stars do you give this? I give four
7: stars. I don't know. I, I just couldn't connect it. I just couldn't connect something. Like I was confusing at one point, but I gave it four stars. Uh,
2: wonderful. And um, do you agree, Natalie? Would you give four stars?
9: Yeah, four and a half actually. Because um, although the the, the beginning was sort of slow. Um, I enjoyed everything else, and I truly think the animation was super clean and super simple, which I really like. Thought was unique and different, and um, the story throughout it flowed. Eventually, it flowed very well, so I give it four and a half stars.
2: Just under the curiosity have yeah, some time, um, Alejandra, you mentioned that it was what makes it uh, the beginning product a little bit. It's a little bit slow for you. Um, can you elaborate on what made it slow? Because in the beginning.
7: In the beginning of the movie it starts introducing all the facts all the information that you need to know in order to understand the like the last scenes of a movie so it may be a little bit you can be a little bit like disconcentrated because it might not be the most interesting part of the, of the movie because nothing interesting is happening they're just like showing the information and showing the the content that you need to know to understand the full movie. But it was really good. I loved the movie. And because of those first scenes, I was able to understand like the whole movie. The point of the movie, Long Way North.
2: That, well, that's what we call the exposition. And that's not always... Yeah. Not how um, can it be the most riveting part of a movie. Usually it's just we're really like, okay, we want to get the information and get out of here. Sometimes they linger. Sometimes they don't. Sometimes they can be interesting. And... Yeah, I can definitely understand that, and especially since I believe yeah. I truly really think that more European films can be a bit slower. They do take time. American film is more like explosions. We're gonna get right into the movie, and there you go. Well, European yeah, films. Yeah, I
4: believe
2: so. No, yeah. Um, continue. Yeah, uh, again, European films take take their time and are able to get there. Like especially BBC. BBC does that a lot. And um, so, uh, what would you say is the age range for this film, Natalie? Um.
9: Well, the age range for me. With all the history that it brings back and, like, all the names and everything, (laughs) yeah, I got a little confused at first. Um, I'll have to say around nine, nine and up, if you're really into the history, then I say nine to, like, sixteen,
2: seventeen. Okay, wonderful. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you very much, ladies, for talking about Long Way North. Thank you. you. Thank you for having us. You're very welcome. This film is actually in theaters. Uh, in the U.S. right now, so you can go check it out. Um, definitely, because Fandango and many other places are able to provide these lesser-known films. The big ones have enough attention. It's the smaller films that we really need to take uh, pay attention to. So please go check it out. With that said, let us take a break. I'm your host, Kiefer Blakesley, and this show is sponsored by The Little Prince Planet of Snake.
5: We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market.
1: To become a Kids First film critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall.
5: become our friend on Facebook. Post on our wall your thoughts about our shows and network. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America.
1: You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn off your phone. Another movie review is coming up.
2: Hello, and welcome back to the program, Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Kiefer Blakesling. and, oh boy, it's been a long show. We've been talking a lot about different movies. Long Way North, we just talked about, and A Dog's Purpose. We also got to talk to some wonderful stars like Roni Akarati and Shelby Rene. Right now, we're talking to the wonderful Cameron about the now Academy-nominated Academy documentary, I Am Not Your Negro. About the It's an American documentary that is pretty much about um, the history of racism in the United States, through different um, leaders such as Malcolm X, Martin Luther King, Madie um Evers. So, I'm um, Kevin. Cameron, Cameron, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you. Now, I got the chance to check out this um, documentary because my friend and I are doing a a marathon of uh, Academy of no- the nominations that are awarded that includes documentary, and it's truly fascinating because this is by James Baldwin, which is a he was a novelist, I am correct, and he did an unfinished manuscript called Remember the House. So um, tell us a little about little um, the what this documentary does and how it exposes our history differently. Because we were talking about the play um, Joe Turner's Come and Gone, which is kind of touching the same themes.
10: Yes, you are correct. The film is based on an unfinished book that was by James Baldwin. And the movie really reflects on a different light of segregation and the um, relationship of blacks and whites so um it's not like your typical uh di- um, sorry uh, documentary because it shows a different side of the story i guess you can say
2: no what do you mean by a different side of the story like um it, can you elaborate on like what does that mean for people who haven't seen it
10: um a different side of the story meaning that james baldwin is a little black boy and is witnessing all of this uh, beatings, protests, and he's watching it through the eyes of a child and watching movies, and he can see how white characters are different than black characters, and how a black character is carried out in a film instead of real life. Like it's reflecting in a different way.
2: Definitely, and this film, it, it, I like this film because it does. It is from the perspective of a kind of. A, it's pretty much from the perspective of a child, and. History is written. Uh, history is um, There's many different sides of history. You can take a historical event, and it's different from different perspectives. And that's why I think is fascinating about history. So, and makes this specific documenti- uh, documentary fascinating to me. So, um, how do you feel like, besides some of the obvious answers, how this documentary can relate to some of the nowadays topics in our day and age?
10: That's a very good question. Um, it it actually reflects on the modern protests that have been going on, and I like the fact that the director put those stories in there to show that this is still happening today, and it's still it's still showing what happened in the past, and the fact that we have still um, we still have a chance to grow in society and have a chance to. Um, change what is going on with other
2: people. Um, Yeah. And this seems to be a reoccurring theme for tonight's show is that we are history repeats itself. Uh, And we may repeat some of the good stuff, but we sadly repeat a lot of the bad things. And movies, stage plays, television reflects that. And that's what's also fascinating about entertainment. Well, not say entertainment, but just like film and like um, as an art form is we show that, especially in documentaries. So documentaries is, of course, a different way of filmmaking. It is not necessarily a, I mean, it's not like a Selma or like a Trovie as a Slave, when it's like very dramatized. But again, it is kind of touching some of these very, um, well, very um, charged topics. So what makes this documentary um, different from like other ways of storytelling?
10: Um, You are right about uh, Selma and those other movies. This movie states what was going on at the time. It correctly identifies what's going on. It doesn't move around. Um, It doesn't, how do I say this? It doesn't sugarcoat what was going on, Mm -hmm. I should say. It uh, directly attacks what was going on at the time, which was segregation, beatings, uh, leaching, lynching or whatever that happened at the time and i liked i liked the fact that he did not mute out or uh sugarcoat something that happened at the time he didn't leave it out he brought it in and showed uh showed it to the light and showed people what was actually going on i think that's what made it unique than other documentaries
2: well i love films that do that they don't sugarcoat it uh, Roger E but I've said this quote so many times but it still sticks to me entertainment is the way things should be and art is the way things are and there's a fine line between that and different different films portray that and thank goodness we have another contributor to the cinema um, library with this film so thank you so much Cameron for talking about this I wish we could talk more about it because it was a wonderful doc- doc- documentary but um, to, to close it out how many stars would you give this and what would you say is the age range
10: this a five out of five stars because it was really amazing to see my history as a african-american and my age recommendation would be for 14 to 18 year olds I would like see this in a uh, AP world history class and they're showing it to a class of students learning about segregation or about recent protests and yeah
2: thank you so much Cameron for talking about it thank you Wonderful. Well, this film isn't theirs now. Please go check it out. And also all the wonderful films that are nominated for Academy Awards. Um, the big, of course, we all want to watch the best pictures and the best actor nominees. But it's also the smaller parts that we got to check out. The short films, the foreign films, the documentaries, these other pieces of cinema that are very important to our history. So please go check it out. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Kiefer Blakesling. And we just got done talking about I Am Not Your Negro. Long Way North, A Dog's Purpose, and talking to Shelby, Renee, and, Ro- and Ronnie Acorati. We're going to switch it over back to Maria and Ma- uh, Mia. Uh, Maria from M- Miami and Mia from Boulder, Colorado. We're going to be talking about the absolutely, um, another piece of history, The Founder. So thank you two for being on the show. Um, so let's get right into it. I did get a chance to check out this movie because I was excited because I love not only Michael Keaton, but John Lee Hancock, who's the director. So... Um, I can assume that people know about it. It is about the um, Ray Kroc, who is, quote-unquote, the founder of McDonald's, but how he kind of cheats the brothers, McDonald's. So um, with the synopsis out of the way, let's talk right into it. Mia, what did you think about the film?
8: Well, I really enjoyed this film because I thought it was very well done. I enjoyed all the actors, and it really gave me good history and insight in McDonald's. <laughs>
2: Definitely, and uh, Maria, what
6: did you think of it? Yeah, I personally really liked this film. I really liked that you get to see in how um, in how McDonald's was founded, and basically you get to see a glimpse of such a big corporation. So I thought it was a pretty cool film because I feel like you know there's the, there there hasn't been a film about a big corporation like McDonald's so I thought it was a pretty cool idea
2: definitely and I think what's also interesting about John Lee Hancock's film is that he also made um, Saving Mr. Banks so it kind of makes these films about big corporations like Disney or like McDonald's and shows a different side to it which I think is and these are big corporations that you think are untouchable that's like wow so um, tell us a bit about um, Ray Kroc who is our main character, played magnificently by Michael Keaton. Tell us a bit about his character, and what did you think about him? I'm just going to start with Mia. Well, um,
8: I thought, again, Ray Kroc was really well played and developed through the whole movie. I think Michael Keaton did a really good job um, portraying this character and how he growed because he was very, you know, hopeful, and he was kind of like a small businessman, but then how he grew into this giant company.
2: And um, I think it's interesting is that this movie really does, like, show the theme of the American dream and kind of how kind of corrupted Ray Kroc looks at it. So um, uh, what about you, Maria? What did you think about not only Ray Kroc, but of the other actors in this film?
6: Uh, okay. As for the other actors, such as the McDonald's brother, I have kind of, not, not kind of, but I definitely felt bad for them because it's yeah. their idea. It's their it's their plan, it was their corporation, until Craig Rock really like stole McDonald's from them. So as for me, I liked, loved the McDonald's probably because they were, they were very honest and just very um, real about their food and basically about who they are as, as person, but as for Ray Croc, I didn't like him because <laughs> he was very selfish and just cared about being big and just cared about the money. Well, I love
2: movies about despicable people. Yeah, <laughs> it's different. I, it is different because we, we used to like, we have our own moral code and to see somebody else defy those codes... It's almost very satisfying, and it's hard, I think, to make an unlikable character likable. And he is definitely unlikable in this movie. He, but like,
0: yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah, um, continue. Yeah, yeah. I know
6: I was just agreeing with you because it, it's true. Like, he is very unlikable, but yet he's a great character.
2: Definitely. And it's, it's also great because, well, He's a real person and these people exist even today. So, um well, Maria, um, what would you say is the age range for this film?
6: I say the age range will be uh fourteen to eighteen. I feel like this film is more for teenagers, I guess. Yeah, teenagers since it's more about the history and I also for adults. Adults who like to learn about the history of McDonald's. But I don't think it's for kids. I feel like kids will be bored by watching this film but definitely for teenagers though for uh for the ages 14 and
2: 18 and um uh, mia how many stars would you give this in any last minute comments about this film
8: oh well i would give it a five out of five stars because it's well they had amazing actors and i really like the history on mcdonald's and i would just recommend it to anybody who likes these kind of history-ish documentaries and these actors
2: well, um, it's definitely. I love films about that. We, there's many films we've we talked about tonight, about, well, today, about um, the different hardships in life and um, in our history. But this film puts in a cinematic point of view and shows the American business and how it is unfair, to pretty much put it lightly. So uh, thank you so much, YouTube, for talking about The Founder. Alright, this this film is in theaters now, so please go check it out. I'm your host, Kiva Blakey, um let's take a break and this show is sponsored by Little Prince Planet of Snake.
1: Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers.
5: Become our friend on Facebook. Post on our wall your thoughts about our shows and network. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice
1: You are tuned into Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Channel. Shh, turn off your phone. Another movie review is coming up.
0: Hey, and welcome back. I'm Morgan Brian Birch, age 12, here in sunny LA, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Now we have been talking about some amazing things, including Growing Up Smith, Joe Turner's Come and Gone, A Dog's Life, Long Way North, I'm Not Your Negro. The founder and right now we will be talking about split with alexandria and later we will be talking about the space between us with the amazing maria but right now we only talk about split with alexandria so how are you today great so what's this um film split about
7: split is about a person has dissociative identity disorder that's something that you have multiple personalities (laughs) And he has three girls. and You have in the beginning of the movie, you have no idea what he's gonna do with them. But the scary part of it is that since he has different personality, he switches them, and he has a, a disorder into finding his happiness with, like between all of them.
0: Wow, that's actually it's a really- very
7: complicated. It's very complicated, yeah.
0: Well, that sounds like a very interesting plot storyline because.
7: It's very interesting and very hard to keep up with, since it has a lot of stuff that you have to keep up with, but at the end it all makes sense. Mm,
0: So it's like one of those little puzzles you have to put all two pieces together and then you're like,
7: oh, that makes so much sense! Exactly, exactly.
0: Wow, that's really cool, and I've seen a lot of commercials for this film, it seems very interesting. So what would yes. you say like the genre of this film would be? Because I've heard many different opinions. Like some people think it's a trauma. Others think it's uh, scary.
7: So what's your opinion? I think the genre of this movie is suspense. I think it's suspense because you have no idea what's going to happen. Like you think, because you have an idea, like you're like, oh yeah, this is already going to happen. But something completely opposite happens. So I think it's suspense though. Suspense that you have no idea what's going to happen. Next, since he twenty three personalities, you don't know what's gonna happen. And you're like waiting until something happens, you know. So I think it's suspense totally. So you're like thinking you're
0: gonna take a left turn and the next you know you're taking a right. And you're like, whoa, what
7: the heck? Exactly. You don't expect what's gonna happen. You don't expect it.
0: That's pretty cool. So how would you say the
7: acting in this film is? I think it was fascinating. The fact that you would feel what the actors would be portraying and you would, and it's really, hard. I mean, I really loved how Kevin, the actor that Kevin played, I think it was very amazing because he had to play 23, he didn't play all 23 of them, but he played like five in the movie, like you would see five personalities in the movie, so he had to play those five personalities and they were completely different, and I think that's an amazing job, you know, like it's very, it's really hard to like concentrate in one personality and then the next second to be another person and that's that's regarding to the man but one of the girls that gets kidnapped the one that she's most affected by it she like you can feel the sadness and the and the disparity and the city that she has because she, she wants to escape so i really think it was a thing
0: that sounds amazing, and I can totally agree because I've seen the commercials and
7: I see the acting. And I'm like, wow, that is crazy. You can totally feel what other poetry, they're portraying. are like anxious in the in the movie theater. You don't, you know, you I don't know. You can feel what they you can feel what they're saying and what they're acting.
0: That makes sense. I understand what you're saying. And also, what would you say like the hair, and makeup was, and
7: the costumes? Well, it it wasn't. A costume type of like, it, They were wearing like ordinary clothes and normal clothes. But I think, I mean, he had personality, so he would wear like completely, like, completely different outfits. But I think it was, it wasn't costume. It was just like normal clothes, actually. That makes sense because and it also- wasn't modern times. It wasn't like ten, like twenty years ago or something. No, but like, it wasn't like, current. And what would you say the age range for this film would be? Well, the movie is a little bit intense. I w- I wouldn't recommend it for kids to watch it. I think I would recommend it from ages to from 14 to 18 or 19, like in that range. And how many stars would you give this film? I would give, like, five stars. I would give five stars. It's very good. It's very interesting because it's a very different movie. You don't see this type of movie anywhere, you know? It has a very unique plot that's understandable
0: thank you so much for talking to us you're listening to kids first coming attractions on the voice america kids network today we are talking about some amazing topics including growing up smith joe turner's come and gone um, a dog's perfect purpose long way north i am not your negro the founder We just got done talking about Split with Alexandria, and right now we will be talking to the amazing Maria about the space between us. So how are you today, Maria? I'm doing great. How about you? I'm doing magnificent. So what's the space between us about, and what's the plot?
6: Okay, so space between us is about a 16-year-old boy who, he was born and was raised all his life on Mars his mom passed away when she went to Mars as a first astronaut and basically in Mars he's the only boy so he is by himself and he feels um, and he feels alone and so basically he um, meets an internet friend online and and he becomes great friend and then he gets the opportunity to go to Earth to visit. But the problem is that since he is from Mars, his body is his body in his heart is different than the body in the heart of a human from Earth. And so, in the film, he's basically going to try to meet his online friend and then try to find his dad, who 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 that's who that's the only person that he has. Wow, that's a crazy plot. That sounds actually very interesting. It is very interesting. So I, it's a very great film. Honestly, it's amazing. It does sound amazing. And so, how are the graphics in this film? Um, The graphics and just everything really involved is very futuristic. I'll say it's. um, It takes place like, like I think, like ten years. 10 years in the future so it's very um, advanced the is advanced um, and also and also the s- cinematography is is great it's very professional and o- overall the graphics the tools everything they use is
0: amazing it does sound amazing and the graphics I've seen the trailers and the previews and that's like wow I really am exp- i really am excited to see this because the graphics look Stupendous! Yeah, it is. Who doesn't like being able to see ten years into the future? You're going to be seeing 2027, which is going to be awesome. So, what was also one of your uh, favorite scenes in this film?
6: Um, my favorite f- scenes in the film is when um, him, well, he, when he meets his meets his friend because his friend Tulsa, who is who is a girl who's about the same age as. Uh, as him never really expected to meet him in person so it's so it's nice to see them finally mm, meeting each other like mm, like in person so i thought it was a very sweet time a, a very
0: sweet scene that does sound very sweet because like you're never expecting to meet somebody and then you meet them and they're like oh my gosh you're finally here wow and that sounds really um, just very heartwarming. So, what would you say the perfect age range for this film would be? Um, I'll say 15 to
6: 18. I'll recommend it to teenagers and
0: stars. I say five out of five stars. It's a great movie. Well, thank you so much for talking to us, Maria. It was fantastic talking to you. Thank you so much. For, thank you so much for having me today and thank you so much for joining us you've been listening to kids first coming attractions on the voice america kids network to watch our latest video reviews of new film and dvd releases and learn how you can become a kids first film critic go to www.kidsfirst.org be sure to check out our blog in the teen section of the huffington post this show is uh, produced by the Coalition for Quality Children's Media on the Voicemark Kids Network, and today's show has been sponsored by the Magnificent Little Plants, Prince, Planet of Snakes. Thank you so much for joining us, and I'm Morgan Brian Birch, here in sunny LA, twelve years old, and thanks for listening. I'll see you soon. Bye. Have a great day.